Hello friends, how's it going? My name is Matt Barr and you're listening to episode 96 of the Looking Sideways Action Sports podcast. It's the show where I try and uncover the most fascinating stories in action sports and other related endeavours. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoy this episode, which is a short and very sweet one. It's my interview with legendary skateboarder and snowboarder Cara Beth Burnside. Now I say this so much that on the putative Looking Sideways bingo card, it would surely be an entry that you could cross off now. But when I first sat down to draw up a list of dream guests at the very beginning of this podcast, Cara Beth was one of the first names I wrote down. What can I say? It was a really long list. But of course she was, because Cara Beth Burnside is one of the most legendary and influential women in the history of action sports. Let's just take a look at the CV, which is ridiculously impressive. First woman on the cover of Thrasher, only woman to win X Games Golds in winter and summer. I believe Sean White is the only other person to have done that. First female to have a signature skate shoe. Apparently the second woman in any sport to have a signature shoe. Fourth place in the inaugural snowboarding Olympics in Nagano. And that's without even mentioning the extraordinary skateboarding achievements that have embellished her career. By any measure... That is an absolutely ridiculous um, list of achievements. And in the just world, CB, as she's known, would currently be enjoying the same renown as legendary male skaters who were her peers. And yet, as with somebody like Lane Beachley, a previous guest, this conversation is actually a pretty dispassionate account of the challenges she's faced and the battles she's fought to gain any glimmer of recognition for these feats. Um, Yeah, it really struck me when listening back to this one just how much of a difference I've noticed when speaking to the male and female legends of our culture. Chat to the blokes, generally, it's a triumphant roll call of their achievements and experiences. Sure, you do get the struggles, but they tend to be personal. It tends to be about how they overcome their own difficulties. It's rare indeed, I'm struggling to actually think of anybody where the narrative is about the battles they've had to fight um, on a wider level. Yeah, among the women I've interviewed, that is always always the dominant narrative it's particularly galling in Cara Best's case because as you're going to hear she's done more than anybody to pave the way for the women who've come after her especially through her work with the Action Sports Alliance uh, and I must say that not Cara Beth doesn't at all have an axe to grind as you're going to hear for her I think the whole thing is just part of the deal even if it's meant she hasn't enjoyed the same platform as uh, that of her male contemporaries. Now, as you probably gathered, this one was conducted on mine and Owen Toza's trip around California earlier in the year. This is the last episode from that trip. And it was conducted on our very last day, in fact, just before we headed to the airport after three weeks driving around the state and doing interviews. Sorry, I've got a cold. I hope you can ignore the sniffles. It's the the traditional September cold, um, which seems to pop up every year on this show. Anyway... That schedule explains why this is a shorter episode than normal. I think we only had an hour or so to fit in chat and pictures, which was a shame, to be honest, given that Cara Beth's career really does deserve the proper three-hour-long nine-club treatment. Still, I think we managed it well, and it was a proper honour to get the chance to speak to Cara Beth. And uh, yeah, I'll be back at the end with more of the usual nonsense, but in the meantime, here is me and Cara Beth Burnside. Enjoy. So I'm with Cara Beth. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Yeah. <laughs> it has 
stoked to meet you guys finally. Yeah, yeah thanks no. for having us. Definitely. Yeah, last last interview of our trip actually. Yeah, I've been here three weeks and oh wow, doing the rounds. Nice. Yeah. How's your day going? Good. Yeah, been busy and uh, gonna head out and ride my horse after this. Oh wow. Yeah. Great. So where's that? Is that local? Just down the road about. 10 miles maybe wow so is that it's inland yeah i just board them out of stables and then it's right on the san louis ray trail which is really cool trails out there yeah for for horseback riding mainly um and there's some water creeks that you go through and it's really fun wow that sounds nice is that something that you've always done yeah i mean i did i did it a lot when i was a kid i grew up in orange county and then i didn't have a horse for a while and then i got my horse about 10 years ago or so so I've been boarding him around and I just uh, was telling Eric that I want to get some horse property inland and you know have my ramps and everything all set up out there I'm kind of like I like to be out in the country sort of say because that's how I grew up more space more uh, privacy you know on a few acres to do more stuff and and skate and have I don't know when I have my own setup. I some people don't like it or they don't tend to skate it as much. I really like it. Right. And if people come by to skate, it's cool because you can jump in or not. And, yeah. Uh, I definitely want to get a ramp again and uh, maybe a couple, you know, and have. Uh, I always like, uh, you know, I would do a couple. Sometimes I would coach some, uh, you know, if you want to call it coaching, but I don't really you know view it as that i mean i don't know it's just skating but i can help you um that's how i met nicole haas she's like a good friend of mine when she was younger and we met and uh she'd come out here and her parents would go they were up in la but i got them to come down here finally and then we'd just go skate right i'd take her and help her out and uh just i like working with kids that are already kind of an intermediate you know i don't sure. like the beginner stuff yeah so yeah, i like right. to help push people beyond you know and uh get them to do stuff that you know you need someone to push you to do yeah you know and that always always helped me and yeah i was gonna ask that because i guess when you came up skateboarding that's something that would have helped you back in the day right definitely i mean you know there's very few girls so it's yeah. um, you know but when i was little i would go to the skate park and I would run into Dwayne Peters and he yeah. was older and he would always help me out at the park, and, you know, which and, is amazing. And it would push me, you know, and you know, but he would be like, yes, do that. Take the slam, you know, get right. up. but you know, but he, he was always really like sweet, you know, and always felt like if I was at a contest or something, it was like Dwayne would always make sure everything was good with me, you know, yeah, kind of like he was protecting me or something and like to, you know, see that I did good in the contest and stuff. Yeah, do you try to have a similar role to some of the, the girls he's today? The what? You're trying to have a similar role. Uh, that, similar I, I know how important that is to have that, yeah. you know. Espe- you know, I just know, like, when you're skating with a bunch of people or, you know, because it could be like that at times when I was skating not with the girls and you'd be skating with a group of guys that you weren't friends with really and you would just have this vibe and no one would say anything you know and you're like okay whatever you know versus another session and guys would be stoked and you're you're just feeding off of each other's energy to do well you know and and 
I think we all know what that feels like as skaters to have that push and make you want to land your tricks. But I would just keep skating anyway. You yeah. know, it doesn't, it didn't, I mean, it definitely bugged me, but I had to just keep skating. And then there was always the guys that are, were always cool, you know, yeah. and, um, that made it a lot more fun because back then you, there was only sessions. There wasn't like all these skate parks. Yeah. You had to go to where the session was. So where's the session? Well, right now it's, you know, at Kelly Belmar's this week, you know, and you'd go there. Yeah. So and it wasn't like you had a choice. If you wanted to skate. Not really. If you wanted to skate, that's what you were doing. Yeah. You're like, okay, I, I think everybody's skating Belmar's or I'm, you know, here or, you know, this pool up in LA or a ramp in LA. Yeah. So, um, that's how it was. And, and it was pretty fun. You know, it, it was sometimes get, I always tried to get there beforehand to warm up because I, it's hard to jump into a heated session. Yeah. You know, I like to warm up. Um, I do better that way if I'm skating a little bit before I get there and there's all these people skating. Yeah. So often you were the only girl. Did you? Uh, yeah. Mo and yeah, a lot of times and, um, uh, you know, at a certain point, I I ended up being friends with Jen O'Brien and Jody McDonald, and that was cool because they came in from Florida, and I met them, and saw them skating in San Diego, and I was like, whoa, they're they're skating, like yeah. you know what I mean? They can skate; they're not just rolling around. Yeah. And um, so they were like, you know, my crew for a while, and and that was cool because you'd show up and at least have your posse. Yeah. You know, and that was that was good for a long time, and they'd go to, with me to snowboarding events and stuff too. Um, and so that was that was I don't know, I mean we're all still friends today, but yeah. we all are doing different stuff. Yeah, yeah. And. Um, yeah, I basically was skating and then it was just so hard to do what I wanted to do in skating, like move forward, be a pro skater. Yeah, skate travel. more, make, make the most of the opportunity that the men were getting. Yeah, presumably. and they just were, nope, that's not happening. Girls aren't getting a pro model ever. You know, I don't, I don't even recall who's saying all this, you know, but. But that was the message that you were getting. Yeah, pretty much all the time, you know. Right. Um, so how'd you deal with that? Because that's I obviously. Mean, um, oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I would skate hard and all the time every day and just that's just what was my dream you know um but i was going to school in northern california at a university and um it was close to lake tahoe so i got into snowboarding up there yeah and i started going to some events just to watch and i couldn't believe how many girls were snowboarding and there's this whole you know a series going on and girls had events at every one of them and yeah. the money was really good they were winning good prize money yeah i mean comparing it to what i had to work with in skating and um so i just started getting free passes from my friends and staying with them people on the weekends and it was not too far from school so i'd go up there and i learned how to snowboard i mean i I thought it was going to be easier, but it wasn't because a lot of it's in edging control. Yeah. So I got, um, I started to go up to Ma uh, Mount Hood up in Oregon for the summers. Did you wear the summer camp? Yeah, I worked at Wendell's yeah. and um, High Cascade. Sure. For like four years. Yeah. For at each one, you know, I probably at least four years every summer, until I, you know, I got to the point where I could just be a guest coach. Yeah. And not, you know, but you kind of had to earn that right to do that. Well, well that is you a know, big, big competitive thriving scene, right? Probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't just show up and ride somebody's pipe and stuff, you no. know. Um, 
So I felt like I, you know, earned my way to, you know, I worked there for several su summers and then I competed every year and I was able to, you know, get good sponsors and start doing good in contests. And I could also skate because they had um, yeah, amazing. skate ramps and vert ramps and bowls yeah. and Set stuff. Setup's amazing though, isn't it, every summer? Oh, it was so fun. Yeah. I mean, I did that for... 10 years, I think, yeah. straight. And I'd spend three months there so every the snow, year. So the snowboarding thing, did you look at that as an opportunity to do something that you couldn't do in skateboarding? Like the travel? Oh, yeah. Have a That's was what it, I was, was it Was it like a calculated thing that you thought, well, mm -hmm. if I can't do it in skateboarding, if there's this barrier, yes. then maybe... Because there was more opportunity for women in snowboarding back yeah. then, right? Yeah, I think so. But I would always skate, too. You know, I, I'd skate and I always, um, you know, was thinking yeah it's a good way i can make money so i can keep skating you know yeah, yeah basically so i mean i didn't just give up skateboarding no, because, of course. you know so i always skated and and i love being able to do both of them and uh it was good because when i would do photo shoots or filming they'd always want to film me doing both so that was good so that could get get me a lot more exposure out skating and you know, it's good for other people to see girls skating and other girls skating. Yeah. You know, to to keep it out there. And uh, so... Um, well, when you were skateboarding and you were, and you were competing, you were basically skating with, against the, with the men, right? Because there was... Mm -hmm. Yes. There wasn't really a platform for women. No, not when... I mean, there was in the very beginning when I started skating when I was a kid, but that just fizzled out. And then yeah. I skated some amateur events. But then just kind of was hard to skate for a couple years because i wasn't old enough to drive and all the parks closed here because of because it, it went on the, under and yeah, people got sued you know Cause so when, when did you start skating then like it, when it was on one of those rises like you know um, when it was on the well, up it was i was you know getting back into it you know when it was starting to get a little bigger with, yeah. in 88 89 but i skated when i was a little kid yeah for um you know four years and it was just really hard when the parks closed because where am i gonna go yeah when you can't drive and that's when kind of street skating started getting uh going yeah and ramps and things like that so i eventually started learning how to skate a ramp yeah because there was one wherever i was you know so i was a quarter pipe and then my friend had a ramp and i was like what is this like you know it's a whole new thing yeah when you learn to skate pools so um yeah it was uh yeah i mean skate i would just i just figured i had to start skating pro contests with the guys yeah and it wasn't it was just for me to you know contests really help you get better because you sure. want to stay on and stuff and i never looked at it like oh what guys am i gonna beat today yeah, or something you know and, and then it's just a way of pushing yeah exactly you know but then people i always hear stuff like even now oh back then you beat so and so and so and so and they were so bombed and blah. and i was like whoa i mean like <laughs> i never even that thought never even occurred to me i just thought i was stoked because i did good yeah but i didn't think I mean, I see it now how guys would get heckled from their friends or yeah. whoever because I beat them in a contest. But that's not, I mean, I don't know. That's not my reasons for, for skating at all or doing that contest, you know? Yeah, it was just to Even, push yourself. Yeah, I mean, I, I did one, like, I don't know, probably four years ago at the Combi with the guys, the Legends contest. And then, um, yeah, Vans invited me to skate Legends this time, but I don't, I don't think I will right now. No. 
Uh, maybe another time or another Legends event. I just, to skate the combi, you have to be skating there a lot. Yeah, you got to be on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I've done a lot of combi contests. And yeah. There's no way I could show up there and just, you have to, I mean, I, for me, I have to be skating it all the time, get yeah. my lines going. And, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a hard one. Yeah. So, so when you were starting to, like, get recognized as a skateboarder back in the day, because, you, you know, you were, you were getting media coverage and you were you were in the magazines and you were but but you're also being told that there's no kind of industry path for you by the sounds of it so how was that because that's kind of yeah i mean it it really bummed me out yeah because that was what i wanted to do and then i had these dudes telling me what was up like that like you know and what were they what what were the reasons they're just saying you know you know there's no market for girls the guys don't want to see girls skating like you you can't make us money yeah why do we want to pay for you to go anywhere you're not going to make us money it was all about money yeah and making money and and also like well you know we couldn't you know even if the team manager liked me the guys on the team would be bummed if I was getting something or, you know, it was always about, oh, but these guys are going to be bummed that you're getting travel money or getting money, you know? And I was just like, uh, that's silly, you know? Yeah. So is that difficult to keep it going? Um, definitely. I mean, yeah, but I, you know, I just, um, I guess that's just the kind of person I am. I just, determined just either yeah, way i'm just like well i'm doing it anyway so yeah you know you can just kiss my ass <laughs> basically like yeah. you know because um no one can tell you if you're gonna skate or not yeah of course yeah so i was just so you know i was able to keep it going through snowboarding and you know being able to just keep skating and then i you know uh did a shoe with vans while yeah. i was snowboarding and that was really good but at that time first female pro skate shoe right yeah but signature the, skate shoe yeah and the guy be it's it's really a lot about who's behind it too because um about the support that you yeah get. i had a, the ceo there was really supportive and the main lady in charge of the women's design and they were both all about it did and you have to push though did you have to go in there and kind of like, oh, I had a, I pushed for a shoe. Yeah, you know I, I mean? came Did in with the to, idea. Yeah, like it's not yeah, like that. Nobody gonna, gave that idea to them. Gonna, they're not. They're not. They're not going to come to you and say, "Right, we want this. We've got this idea. You got to go no, in there." No, I gave them the yeah, idea. Yeah, that's what I thought. You got to go and push hard. Yeah, right? and I and you know, and it did really good, and they really marketed it well, and we made it a shoe that was more. You know, it always had to have a certain things gum sole, of course, and it had a logo. A CB logo with the sun, which is from my tattoo that needs to be redone here. But right. um, that was all my idea to put the CB in the middle. And they got designs going. But we made it a price point shoe and more yeah. of a, there's not a bunch of girl skaters that are going to come buy this shoe. And that's just the truth of the matter. You can't, you're not going to make a hardcore shoe and expect it to sell. So it was, you know. Um, more of that but I wore it skating yeah and um you know having the gum salt was good but the way they marketed it they you know they did a lot of stuff in the stores the POP and all the story behind it and had a story behind it and I think women really like to follow that and people in the store knew it and then as the shoe continued the 
people that were really making it happen in that way just kind of had left fans and new right. people came in sure. and didn't do those things or yeah. they weren't in favor of of me maybe so for whatever reasons and yeah and, uh, it's often the way isn't it the new marketing guys come in i mean then. yeah i mean i'm sure it happens to everybody you know not just because i'm a girl you know i don't try to focus on that of it's course, just like yeah. what happens so yeah. Uh, you know, so that's just been my struggle with, you know, certain companies, you get certain people in there that are in charge and then, you know, oh, we're not going to do much for these girls or the girl or whatever. Yeah. Is this why you, because you set up the alliance, right? To, to try and the, the organization like the, is it the Action Sports Alliance that you you set up the, uh, uh yeah, to try and advocate a little (laughs) bit for this, to help people have opportunities oh yeah i mean yeah we started that and that was the first one was like with the x games because we would go there and skate every year and it was like a thousand dollars for first place for us and fifty thousand for the guys yeah and you know they would never change it and i would go through world cup skateboarding and it was just oh yeah we're gonna we're gonna make a change every year every year no and then it's really down to geez if we gave you more money the guys would be pissed well i think that was the reason yeah i'm pretty sure because they get the budget every year and they can do that so we we boycotted and but they weren't giving us still what we wanted so the i guess we boycotted the second time and no one showed up for street practice vert practice and they were calling us off the hook calling me going yeah you what you, right you guys got to get your skaters here what's going on i'm like well i need a meeting with the president of espn you know so um that's what i did and me and mimi and our lawyer drew Mearns had a meeting up in la just in one of those big conference rooms with the with the president guy and he had no idea he didn't even know who the skateboarding who was managing this you know he's right. in charge of so many things yeah. he had no idea and he was kind of surprised that we wouldn't get you know because he's not in charge of the prize money sure. it's not his job so he agreed and he said what do you think is fair and we said well you know we think maybe for first place 15 grand guys are getting 50 yeah we weren't in there trying to be, you know, equal. We're these lib women lib. It's not. It's not like that. It, it's not. I, you know, it wasn't about that. It yeah. was just how are we and the girls that are good. I mean, yeah, there might not have been a lot of girls weren't good, but the sh- top, you know, four or five girls who would make the money definitely deserve, would deserve it. Deserve more. Definitely, and yeah. you know how 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 is that supposed to be exciting? Every year you go to the X Games, and it's like, and they were mad, and they were like, "Oh, you know, you should just be happy to be here." Right. I mean, you're at the X Games, aren't you? Just you know, glad that you're invited here. Yeah, you got this platform. You should be yeah, happy with that. Yeah, I mean, that's it. <laughs> and so, um, anyway, but you know, we went about it in a really good manner, yeah. morally correct. We weren't bashing anyone, yeah. you know. But they just were made still the case. Mad. They were still mad. Oh yeah, the, and I'm, sh- I'm, yeah, they weren't happy about it. And I, I feel like skating after in a, other events definitely. Um, my scores suffered. Really? I yeah. think so. <laughs> so, you know, just from skating and, you know, but I mean, some people were like, you know, they couldn't believe that, you know, you would do that. I, I don't care. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to do what's right, you know, knowing that I went about it in the right way to do things and um, want to help the girls so they can get better and move forward. Um, and another thing was also the exposure, but that took a little bit longer. But at least he, uh, at the time, John Skipper agreed to the money and to bring up the prize purse every year and that he would bring it bring it to equality within a few years right and we also said just as we also wanted to him to know that we didn't want it to come from the guy's purse at all and that it would be like that for all the sports for women in the x games right but those are things people don't know you know how do they know what we said and yeah that's why i was interested in asking really because you know it's that's a big change that that you've brought about there yeah I mean, and it felt good. And I, you know, if other people couldn't, you know, f- wonder why, you know. Yeah. It, it's like, it's it's gonna be like that. And I'm sure other people have done, I mean, other women in the past have done things to make better, yeah, of course. things better. So yeah. it was just something I felt I had to do and that I'll do if I can, and I'm in the right situation and know the right people. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and I think it, I mean, it's definitely helped and, you know, got, you know, one of the things that has really brought a long change. Yeah. When your career started to progress then and you, you kind of got to the, the you know, the, the later part of your career, well, how was the support from the industry then? Because, you know, you've been, you had relationships with sponsors for a long time, right? You know, you've talked um, about vans and. Yeah, you know, it's just, it was just hard because it was still like, you know n- still nobody really wanted to really get behind the girls movement and really make a change and be that person and it was still everybody had their token one or two girls you know and so it's just doing things and to keep doing things or interviews or photo shoots or whatever and just keep it out there but i mean um yeah i mean i just had some things that weren't so good with vans you know that and we just disagreed on some stuff and you know um and not you know just i don't know it's just like i'm saying more of the people like really in charge if they don't really are behind you they they don't want you know so what are you going to do? Yeah. You know, well, there's nothing you can do because you've, so, you've been shut down on you. Yeah. Basically. You just get shut down, but it's just like, well, I, I'll just keep still going, you know? So, I mean, and I've always, you know, even though I, you know, been, wasn't doing, you know, after the stuff with vans, it wasn't like, it just gets to a point where you're like, oh man, I don't know how much more, you know, I want to keep doing to just keep things going um um there's this one guy in vans like i had created a girls tour to go on and um he he's just somebody who works for vans and i've known him and he was driving and he just he was he just he's one of those guys that would just mimble whatever stuff to steve and doran all the time and you know just make him think certain things of somebody else and he always had like a thing with me because he's known me before he even worked for vans you know it's just 
I don't know if it's just an ego thing, you know, like, you know, with someone. Um, but if they have a chance to maybe throw you under the bus, oh, they will. Yeah. You know, and I felt that's what it was and that he kind of somebody can kind of say things in a way to somebody after the while they start believing them, you know, and I kind of think that's how it was. But um, anyway, it's been quite a few years and it's like water under the bridge and you know so i'm trying and i've never i've always still supported vans and more vans and things i always things were good and always been good with me and steve and you know i had some good things with vans so and i was had good opportunities and made money so i didn't see a reason i didn't have any other yeah, I don't have, you know, people will be like, oh, why are you still wearing Vans? You know, ah. and I'm like, okay, well, I I just try to look at it in a different way. You know, yeah. I don't want to bash Vans. Yeah, you know, try. I don't, you know, I just don't want to bash the companies that had helped me. And, and you never know where things will turn out. No, and of course. I just don't, I'm just not that kind of person. Yeah. So I don't. I, I just choose not to do that. Yeah. Well, the other thing we should say is that your snowboarding career was really, really successful. I mean, yeah. you, you know, you, I remember you were on Burton, you, you know, you went to the Olympics, mm-hmm. like yeah. which, which is, you know, obviously next year we've got the Olympics coming around for skateboarding. Yeah. You had that experience in 98 and did get a level of support, right? For, oh, yeah. For your achievements and were able to kind of do the, do the things that you wanted to do with skateboarding, travel. Yeah, like, oh, get, definitely. Yeah, so how, and how, how I, is I that? I definitely got to do all that. I mean, I've traveled all over the world, you know, just been, I was able to do a lot of things that, you know, so I just fulfilled, I just did as much as I kind of wanted to do with snowboarding. And then I focused, that's when I focused just on skateboarding for a while. And, um, you know, after, you know, the Olympics and everything that just changed snowboarding so much in a way that that's not the reason I got into snowboarding because it's, uh, so mainstream and just so different. It's a sport. Yeah. Not that that's bad. It's just, wasn't you know it's just different type of person that's getting into the sport well it now. moved a long way in the in the time i imagine that you got into it to when right, you got out of it right. because when you got into it it there's was that classic skate crossover period right mm-hmm, you know, definitely you got, a lot like, of skaters you got no slaznate you got cardio you got all those guys yeah. that basically and that was such a huge influence on it yeah and that was awesome because i always saw those guys and they were always really cool to skate with too. Yeah. So, I mean, Cardiel and Noah, um, Aaron Vincent. Yeah, I mean, it was like that real period where it was yeah, a super big that, crossover. I love that. And yeah. then I'd go skate with those guys. And then, you know, and they were so cool and respectful. And uh, Wade Spire and um, up the NorCal. Because I was living in NorCal going to school. And and those guys were really awesome. Yeah. You know? Um, to go from that to the Olympics in like 10 yeah, years. Yeah, it's like, is, whoa. I mean, I didn't get into snowboarding to go to the Olympics. I was like, okay, I'm going <laughs> to the Olympics. Like, uh, yeah. Okay, well. <laughs> so what was that experience like? Um, oh, it was good. Cause you came I'm, fourth, right? Yeah. I wanted third or, you know, at least. So, I, you know, I just missed third. So yeah. that was hard. It's hard when you just miss it by barely. Yeah. And you feel like, you know, oh, you, maybe you should have got third. <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah it's, uh, 
It was good. I mean, Burton paid for my mom and sister to go, who really wanted to go to the Olympics yeah, and I mean, see it. And great, I'm like, great Whoa. thing to experience, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, at the time, I was like, okay, well, you know, a lot younger, and I, you know, was like, okay, I'll, I'm going to do this. But yeah. It wasn't something I was training my whole life for. Yeah. You know, kind of makes it better, though, right? Yeah, you weren't so nerve-wracked because yeah. everyone was so crazy and I was like, oh, let's go have a beer or whatever and everyone's like staying in their room every night. Yeah. And I'd go out and I'd be like hanging out with all the people that work there and my mom and my sister and then everybody's in their room biting their nails. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just was like, okay, I'm going to just have fun. Yeah. So um, uh, so what do you think about, because it seems like the Olympics and skateboarding is kind of given women in skateboarding more of a platform in a way you know like there's been there's been a huge media like even really recently there's been a lot of interest right in, mm, in, in yeah that. like it's it's all and it's almost like now 20 30 years after after you were doing it there is there is the, the visibility and it can't you can't use the argument anymore that there's no interest which is presumably what you got from brands you know you've already said mm -hmm. that people basically said to you no one cares right there's no, there's no market you know uh -huh. you can't we can't pay you because no one but you can't say that now right there's but, you have yeah and uh, there's very evidently a market there's a big market and you know girls are gonna spend a lot more money on stuff yeah than guys so it's a big market yeah so how does that feel when you look at the way it's gone i mean you know i'm happy the way it's going because yeah. i i've never you know i'm like when am i ever gonna see it get that big that's yeah. really cool to me you know because I mean, it's huge now right yeah i mean and it's different than how you started and you like the you know you can like the edginess of it and stuff but then the other way is that it's really so big and that it's gonna create a lot more opportunities for you and you know hopefully i'll find an opportunity to do something through the olympics and now um i just have a lot I have like a lot more free time right now um, and I'm you know gonna see if I can work something out with Vans sort of say they have a girls program now and they're trying to push that but you know I really think they're lacking the girls um, maybe the legend behind the yeah. girls. Yeah, so, it's the obvious thing because the men get that kind of... Yeah, so I'm like, well, who are you going to use? You know, I don't think you could... At this point, there's anybody... I mean, and I have a lot of people telling me that too. It's nothing I'd really go, you know, go around would say, but... Um, it's pretty you, It's pretty self-evident, I would say. But, huh? It's pretty, you know, it makes sense given the history and the... I mean, they even said that's why they'd want me to do the Legends contest because I'd be the only girl that they would they could invite. Yeah. So, um, so it's coming back around. Yeah. Maybe. So, um, yeah, I would just like to fit in there. It's and somehow, some yeah. way. And what are you excited about in women's skateboarding right now? Well, I'm excited to see my good friend Nicole Haas do really good. Yeah. <laughs> good answer. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've seen her since she was you know barely you know skating and getting it going and now she's ripping and she's lived with me and you know she's doing really good she's worked really hard yeah she is a hard worker and i've seen it firsthand yeah so um so uh yeah i i you know um yeah i always you know maybe there'll be an opportunity that you know to do some stuff with her in yeah. the future you know and 
and other girls because I really like um, being with, uh, you know, I mean, not just girls. There's guys, too, you know, if they're younger. And I like to help them show them the way, you know. I've always been, for some reason, pretty much for years, I've always had certain younger guys that I've skated with and kind right. of help push them along to get um, somewhere in their life. And and that always feels good. Cause yeah, you I, like that? You enjoy yeah. that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I like helping them figure out, but showing them just positive things to do, and, yeah. you know, and just keeping it positive and just, I mean, not even with skating, just as a person, sure. you know, you know, you just need good role models. Yeah. You know, you might, you look up to someone for skating, but then you also look at how they do other things, you know, and that's really important, yeah. you know? And I mean, I see some people that are good at skating or other sports and to me, they act like idiots or they do things because they they're because they're good you know and i'm yeah. like why do you act like that you know you don't need to yeah and i i just yeah i don't i don't like to encourage I, I mean i like fun and you know being silly but not like um things that well you know what i mean yeah, <laughs> like I just know like mean. just yeah. uh doing the right thing yeah you know and and you can you can do both yeah you, know? you can be good at what you do and not be a dick yeah it. you know or just sometimes Somebody wants to talk to you, and I've seen people just kind of like not even give them the time of day. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you don't do that. You don't like, need to do that. No. Like, no. you know, you have, you know, be be nice to them, and you don't have to talk to them all day, but just don't ignore them or, you know, make them feel um, weird for saying hi to you. Yeah. You know, and just, you know, be an example of a good person. And yeah. That's all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I got one more question for you, if that's okay. all right. Yeah. Um, so if you were going to give some, like, so, so there's a girl that's listening to this that wants to get into skating and is, like, a bit intimidated by, for whatever reason, like, what would you tell them? Well, skateboarding's very intimidating sport. <laughs> and if you want to get into it, it's, um, you just, you have to be all in. You have to, you know, and you have to be with, positive people that are going to encourage you to skate and it's hard to be around other people if they are going to make fun of you and do things uh to make you not want to skate yeah so you can't be around people like that and um yeah um you just and you got to do what you love to do no matter what people say because people always said to me why why are you skating i mean I mean, you're almost 20 years old now. I mean, <laughs> you got to get you got to get a up. job. I mean, how are you going to keep skating? You know, better think about the real world now. <laughs> yeah, right. So you got that. So you know, and um, you just got to keep at it. And if you believe that you can be good at skating, you can. But you have to work hard at it. And there, they're gonna be hard times. But they're gonna be hard times in a lot of things you do in life. You just have to push through. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Thanks for your time. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Thanks a lot. So there you go. That was me and Cara Beth Burnside. And I hope you enjoyed that episode. I think we did manage to cover the key points during our short time together. And I want to thank Cara Beth and Yulin Oliver for the help with this one. Yulin in particular really helped me sort that one out. So yeah, cheers for that. It's really interesting listening back to that one after a few months, particularly the bits about the battle to get equity at the X Games because 
the exact same thing with the exact same arguments is currently being played out in big wave surfing right now. Now, if you're a regular listener to the show, you'll probably be aware of the debate being played out in that arena about how there's a group of women aiming for gender parity and the struggles that have been um, going on around that debate. I explored those issues in my episodes with Sachi Cunningham and Corey Schumacher, if you want to get up to speed. Anyway, the latest instalment is unfolding as we speak. And it goes something like this. A year after trumpeting their equal pay announcement, the WSL has canned the Mavericks event and essentially the big wave tour, citing business and sponsorship issues. And speculation has been rife that this is a direct consequence of the commitment to gender equity that that WSL made such a song and dance about last year. And in the last week, there's been a couple of interesting articles hinting at this. The first one was by Shannon reporting on Still Stoked, in which she basically blamed the women of the CEWS for being too bolshy, really, and ruining it for everybody. Um, That one's since been taken down. um, I mean, I don't know why, but apparently it struck a bit of a nerve. Um, Alexa's written something on the website that you can read. Then there's another one on the Seamaven website, which goes into it a little bit more, and which I must say kind of sums up the way that I would see this whole thing, really. If you're interested, Google the Seamaven one. But yeah, by all accounts, it's been kicking off right online and what's that got to do with this well listening back to this the same thing struck me the thing struck me is that the arguments that the CEWS are having thrown at them are exactly the same arguments that Cara Beth describes in that story about the X Games you know you're pissing the men off we can't afford to do equal prize money for both so basically wind your necks in I mean I don't know it's 2019 I can't actually believe we're still having this argument seems to me that if you have an event and you can't find the money for both men and women, then you don't have an event. You know, I don't think the solution is to say, so therefore we need to be prejudiced against women so we can have an event. I think you just have to either reduce numbers on both sides or um, accept that you can't hold an event personally. Anyway, hats off to Cara Beth for the years of trailblazing and for putting herself out there to affect change that female skaters are now reaping the benefits of. And let's hope it's the same for female big wave surfers in the future. So housekeeping corner, little bit of a pin drop update, the live event that I did about three weeks ago now. Unfortunately, despite my best efforts, the audio from that event is basically unusable. It's a real shame that as it is, it's gold. I had another listen. It was really good. But yeah, it's so bad. I just can't bring myself to release it because I've always prided myself on the quality of the audio on this thing. And that would bring my average right down. Um, So it's going to join the Factory Media whistleblower episode that also never aired in the Looking Sideways bootleg files. Intriguing, eh? Um, If you bump into me, maybe I'll let you listen to them. You never know if you ask me nicely. Anyway, that said, I'm plotting another event later this year. That's because I've mentioned this before, but me and Owen Tozer are currently in the middle of trying to raise some cash for a Looking Sideways book based upon the whole California trip. All going well, we're going to put out a lovely book featuring Owen's pictures and extracts from the interviews with an intro by our friend Jamie Brissick, which is very exciting because um, I'm a big fan of Jamie, as you probably know, and he's an absolute legend and he's agreed to write the intro. So I'm very happy about that. Uh, we'll also be hosting a live event slash book launch at which I will be doing another live episode. Tickets for that one will be much less cloak and dagger than pin drop. So yeah, if it does happen, then of course I'll keep you posted. 
All right, that's it for this week. I will be back next week with another podcast and also another episode of my podcast in association with Patagonia Type 2. That one is with Jake Black of Protect Our Winters. Very timely, given the uh, ongoing climate debate that is happening right now. Anyway, any feedback, hate mail, observations, or just general chit-chat, hit me up over at podcast at wearelookingsideways.com or Instagram at we look sideways. Nice one. I'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.